0: From KQED. Let's make love in the yeah.
1: All right. We are closing out the hour and kicking off the weekend with a discussion about Everything is Love. The surprise album release from hip-hop power couple Beyonce and Jay-Z. And we're also talking about the only music video released for the album so far. It's for the song Ape. Well, you can fill in the blank. The video was filmed inside the Louvre in Paris and is a visual feast. Many are saying masterpiece. If you've seen it, tell us what you think. How does it speak to you? And what do you think about the album? Are you playing it on repeat or are you simply not ready to forgive Jay-Z for his infidelities? We're joined this hour by two members of KQED's pop culture podcast, The Cooler, Emmanuel Hapsis. He's senior editor and writer of KQED Pop. Hello, Emmanuel Hapsis. Hi. We've also got Jamidra Brown Fleischin with us, co-host of the Cooler Podcast for KQED. Hi, Jamidra. Hi. All right, I'm gonna start with you. And actually, you know what? Let's start with the video. Um, just because there's just so much to say about it. Uh-huh. You know, you've got this video of Beyonce in front of the Mona Lisa, in front of the Venus de Milo. Uh-huh. And uh, Jay-Z as well. Oh, my
0: God, I should... It's so funny, sometimes It just feels like it's all about Beyonce. It's, I would say it's a Beyonce featuring Jay-Z song. But yes, Jay-Z was there as well. Yeah, so tell us what your impression was of that video. Oh, for me, it it felt... Freeing Uh, because a place like the Louvre is somewhere that I've never been. But even for people who've never been there, we know that it is really monumental. It's the biggest museum in the world. It, It houses all of these amazing art pieces that are historic. And so to see Jay Z and Beyonce take over a space and exist in a space in complete and total unapologetic blackness that is seen as a white space was liberating for me. And describe what you mean by total unapologetic blackness. Well, they were, They were. I guess, in a space of what I would call sophista ratchet, which is... Uh, <laughs> Which is the ability to exist as themselves and bring home certain elements of black culture in white spaces. And a lot of black people will tell you that when you're in a majority white space, you feel a pressure to sort of suppress who you are to exist or sort of like to go along to get along. They were not doing that in this video.
1: And what would you say, how did that relate with what the song ape is about? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, ape, Ape-ish, I'll, I'll, I'll go there because I'm sure that's something that the FCC will be okay with me saying. Uh I think when you listen to the song without the video, it sounds a little braggadocious. It sounds like they're talking about money, they're talking about riches, they're talking about wealth, and they're saying, I can't believe we made it. And you equate that with all of these, uh, you know, luxuries that they're talking about in the song. But then when you picture that, with some of the artwork there, right? Like most of the depictions of Black people within the Louvre are enslaved, except for the one piece that they showed at the end, which is a picture of a Black woman who is not enslaved. She has this knowing expression on her face, which says to me that I knew that my descendants would eventually be here, regardless if you knew that. And so when you think about those depictions in the video, the phrase, I can't believe we made it, or that line takes on a whole new meaning. For me, at least.
1: And also when you see the images of men kneeling, Uh definitely a reference to the NFL, kneeling during the flag. You're starting to see that this is actually subversive. Exactly. Yeah. But it is in the context of a much bigger album, of course, uh, Emmanuel Hapsis. Talk about the... Put in context, everything is love with everything that Beyoncé and Jay-Z have been going through Ooh, for the last few wow. years. How,
0: how much time do we have?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Well, just so people kind of understand, not everybody actually you know, is familiar with Lemonade and 444.
2: So a lot of people are thinking of everything is love as the final act of a trilogy. So we have Lemonade where we find out, is Beyoncé breaking up with Jay-Z in real time in front of us? <laughs> she eventually forgives him. Some of us are still working on that. And that affects how we're listening to this new album. And the second act was his album, 444, where he prostrated himself in front of her and was like, I am so sorry. And I'm sorry to you fans for disrespecting the Queen. This is not right. And when Lemonade came out, it felt like a capital C, capital M cultural moment. You were, if you were listening to it, you were Lemonading. And with this, it's kind of more background it's good but mm. it's not a lemonade moment for me
1: well let's hear a clip from the song love happy it's at the end of the album and i feel like it's really the most pointed exchange on the album about jay-z's infidelity
0: yeah you's the first song we had to get remarried keeping it real with these people right wow. love me, I ain't yeah. Well, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> she got right, to the, point. She got right yeah. to the point.
0: Yeah. And I was actually waiting for her to reveal the name of Becky with the good hair until Jay-Z interrupted her. Yeah.
2: He doesn't want us to know cuz we will go find her.
1: <laughs> what was your impression of this album?
2: Overall, I'm thinking of this lyric that she said in Feeling Myself with Nicki Minaj where she said, "I stop the world, world stop," and then pauses and then says "carry on." And with this it was like You know, I suggest you stop, but you can carry on probably like when you have the time and it's not on title, um, get around to listening to it. Mm -hmm. It felt like a suggestion. And Lemonade was like, you will love this and this will have your mind bleeding out of your ears and you're just not going to know what to do with yourself.
1: We're talking with Emmanuel Hapsis and Jamita Brown Fleischman, two thirds of KQED's pop culture podcast, The Cooler, about the new album from Beyonce and Jay Z and their stunning new video filmed inside the Louvre. What did you think about the Carters' new album, Everything is Love? Their video. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Let us know. Give us a call at 866-733-6786. Post your comments on our website, kqed.org slash forum, on Facebook or Twitter at KQED forum, or you can email us at forum at kqed.org. We've just got about 11 minutes. We're closing out the hour with this because it is Friday. Yes. <laughs> and because Beyonce and Jay-Z are, you know, they're, they're hip-hop royalty and what they do, is often a lot more than just an album and a lot more than just a video. And you know we wouldn't be covering it unless it was, because this <laughs> <Yeah>. is NPR <F-B-R-Q-T>. and <laughs> So this listener tweets, In 500,000 years, people will still remember Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Rembrandt, Shakespeare, and Bach. This video, not so much. Five years ago, Beyoncé actually sang. Now she's mumbling, making sound effects with her mouth, or being completely unintelligible in her songs. Jamidra?
0: Uh, so I think Beyoncé is in a new wave of creative expression, right? I think people have seen her early in her career being sort of like this master ballad singer, right? She, we know that she has the pipe. She has the ability to do so. Now she's stepping away and she's actually creating the content herself. She's writing the songs herself. And a lot of this, this music is very subversive. She's sort of stepping into this new political awakening, which I am here for. I'm totally here for. Uh, I, again, this was not my favorite album, but I am here for her expressing herself, addressing a lot of the issues around um, social conflict that we have and using her platform to do it. Well, let's play a little bit from the song "Boss." But does anyone want to just talk about what this
1: song means first, or what they, how they it feel is about it Jimmy about Gertrude being punishment. a
0: braggadocious boss? Is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how, how else you <laughs> you would you would sum it up. Uh, basically, it is them talking about all of the things that they have, and there's one particular line in the song that's my favorite, and I have a feeling that that is the line that you're going to play. Well, let's let's see. Mm mm
1: clip from the song Boss from Beyonce and Jay-Z's surprise release. Everything is love. Doesn't this open them up to what is a common critique of Beyonce and Jay-Z that they just are ostentatiously displaying their wealth?
0: Yeah, I would I would say that I would say that so so this is not the clip that I, I thought you would play, which I thought you would talk about the Forbes list clip. Yes, I, I talked about thought that later. I was supposed to say,
1: <laughs> where, well, she says, My great great grandchildren already rich. There's a lot of brown children on your Forbes
0: Yes. Place. That line. Um, she talks a little bit about that and she talks about generational wealth. So, on the one hand, they are very braggadocious. They do talk about the opulence and the luxury of being wealthy. But on the other hand, there are not that many publicly wealthy. Black and African-American people that we see on a regular basis. I mean, I think according to the 2017 Forbes list, they are something about like, what, 2,000 billionaires. And within the United States, I think, and I'm sorry, and 10 of those are black. And within the United States, only two of them are black. So you've got Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jordan. So I think that Beyonce and Jay-Z are trying to position themselves to be more than just artists, but to be representatives for black wealth, so, yes, it's braggadocious, but I'll allow it. And um,
1: I think actually I'm hearing that we have that clip that you wanted to hear ready to go, which will sound much better than me trying to just say <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> you
0: are wonderful. <laughs> you My great, great, great children already rich. That's a lot of brown turn on your Forbes. <laughs> that is the one. And that is the clip. That, that's the, the clip that gives me life.
1: Well, so in addition to the critique around, you know, whether or not they're just sort of displaying their power and wealth and glorifying capitalism, um, the other question has been around how authentic their display of their marriage really is. And Emmanuel Hapsis, this is something you've
0: thought about quite a bit.
2: Yeah, I have been thinking about it since, you know, self-titled came out before Lemonade because on their first joint tour on the run. I went to both nights, just so you know, get all the information. And they baked into it moments where he would try to hug her and she would make a face and then people in the crowd would say, oh, she hates him and they're selling this idea of this conflict because when we boil it down, we are bored by a happy ending. We need a twist and turn. And so it's my belief that there are two marriages at work, the one that's real that they and their friends know and then the one they put on for us and they don't mind Messing with reality and maybe playing some things up for us because, you know, this is a fiction and it is a spectacle. It's an opera and there are characters in that. And we are the spectators. We're the voyeurs. And it feels like reality TV and it feels like, you know, all of these things. So...
1: Do you agree, Jameedra brown So
0: pushman? I do agree that there's an element of soap opera that is involved in here. So I think – and they're, they're a married couple. Every married couple has their issues that they go to, no matter how big, how small. I mean, I'm sure I don't have wealthy Jay-Z and Beyonce problems. Um, but every couple has their issues. So I think that they probably have experienced some infidelity, maybe, perhaps. But maybe they're playing it up a bit. Uh, for for our consumption, which is interesting considering their relationship started in a space where they were very private about it and they didn't even want to talk about the fact that they were married. Um, But I also would say that, you know, I don't think that they had much of a choice after that 2014 elevator video uh, in which, you know, at the Met Gala in the elevator, Solange was essentially beating Jay-Z down and people speculated about why that was. And many of us said, well, has to be that he was cheating why else would beyonce sit there and allow her sister to pummel her husband in the elevator and (laughs) at that moment they could have decided that is the narrative that we are going to we're going to use to create you know art who knows all i know is i'm enjoying it i'm here for it um and i hope that it does not affect their actual marriage in real life
1: well, this whole surprise album thing—how do you think it compares to other albums that drop that were highly anticipated? Ooh. You know, from Kanye, Nas. I Manuel, have you're shaking your head. We
2: we are not here for Kanye currently. <laughs> um, he can drop whatever he wants. We will not be listening. I'm speaking in the royal way. We're Same. just not doing that. Same. And Nas has some other problematic things in his history. Um, Khalees recently came out and shared her story of being abused in their relationship, and. He's they to are, that. Yeah, they are problematic and at least with Beyonce and Jay-Z the problematic thing is something that happened years ago. He cheated on her. He knows he was wrong and we can all hopefully get past it. But um the next album I hope is just Beyonce. Jay-Z, <laughs> thanks for your service, but um move to the left, to the left, to the left.
1: Ooh, Lamar in Oakland, Hi Lamar.
3: Hi, hi. Um thank you. Uh Hi Midra and Emmanuel. Hey, so um, just kind of in the context of what seems to be, from the commentary, kind of a one-sided, I'd say a little bit harsh criticism of Jay-Z, but whatever. (laughs) My comment is actually about the, um, it's about ape-ish, as it were, (laughs) uh, this video and the title and some of the themes I've noticed present uh, and what I've been able to see of the video. Uh, They seem pretty consistent with the couple, Beyonce and Jay-Z in reality, uh, whether whether or not we want to weigh in uh, issues of fidelity, authenticity, whatever morality of either of them gaining their wealth individually or together, it seems that what we come back to in this iteration is this issue of uh, ownership. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very obvious to see the material representations of ownership of wealth and property, but I think there's also a little bit to be said about the ownership of certain themes, of certain ideas and associations. How do we associate the renaissance, the wealth and the gold of the renaissance with not only people of color in general, but actual black folks in America today. How do we associate the, associate, or how do we associate the ownership of themes like ape, ape or ish together as one word or as two words, and how those themes are very consistently mm-hmm. presented with us in all of our media presentations, whether it's good or bad. If you see a black folk, if you see a black person on TV, someone is making an ape reference in the background or a fecalogical reference in the background.
1: Lamar, let me get uh, Jabidra's reaction to your comment.
0: No, I think that's a really powerful statement. I, I like what you said about the equity, which is earlier Mina asked me about uh sort of like the flaunting of wealth throughout this album and throughout the video Ape-ish and all of that. And part of the reason why I don't mind it is because I feel like they're talking about generational wealth and building. Beyonce talks about paying her an equity at the beginning of the, of the song. She has some other references throughout. Jay-Z has talked about the ownership of art, passing that down, watching um, the value accrue. Uh, they've talked about owning businesses. They own several. Um, and so I think that's really important. As far as the uh, I think the video itself is really subversive, and I think the name itself is also subversive because you said there are negative connotations between black people and the word ape. And so they took that in a sense and they've chosen to empower it in some way. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your comment. That was powerful. Well, um, we will go out
1: on Friends. Aww. <laughs> I was going to try to get a clip of. You know, 713, and, but I don't think we can, just because that one feels like it's a little bit more of the Beyoncé and Jay-Z that we've all come to know. But Friends yeah. is important because I think sh- they are kind of marking the end of a tough journey and, and honoring the people who who helped them along mm-hmm. the way. Jamidra brown Fleischman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Emmanuel Hapsis. thank you as well. Thanks, Mina. Emmanuel's the senior editor and writer of KQED Pop and host of KQED's Pop Culture Podcast. And Jamidra Brown, Fleischman is the co-host of The Cooler podcast as well. KQED, the pop culture podcast, of course, The Cooler. <laughs> I'm Mina Kim. Thanks for listening.